0: So I got a wine voucher in the mail. Yay. Kill that future funk white boy. Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of That's My Jam Podcast. I'm your host, Tammy with a Y, wondering why the price of groceries is so damn high. I'm having to eat like a broke college student these days, and it's just crazy out here. Anyways, I hope everybody's had a wonderful week. Sorry I'm late with this, um, but work's just been kicking me in the butt. And I got a little sidetracked out here, but no worries. No worries. I'm still to, I'm still here to give y'all what y'all want, so let's get into it. I'm going to get into a little pop culture news. Record Store Day was about, I think about two weeks ago, probably more than two weeks ago at this point, um, as of this recording, and for the music lovers out there, it's one of the best days of the year. And the reason for that is that ever since Record Store Day um, was established back in 2008, music fans, collectors artists and independent brick and mortar um, record stores all over the world have come together in celebration to support one another on this special day special releases of vinyls and cds and various promotional products are specifically made and sold at participating stores all across the nation There's usually fun activities surrounding Record Store Day, such as performances, cookouts, meet and greets with artists, as well as DJs to kind of bring all the jams while everybody's out there having fun, and it's just a huge deal. Record Store Day is a very community-based organization, as I mentioned before, and they have partnered up with many stores and labels to support the community and artists alike for example um, many small businesses kind of suffer in the wake of the global pandemic as you may know Um, record stores weren't the exception to this but um, rsd record store day i'm just trying to shorten it here um, they help many stores kind of keep their doors open or on rsd by kind of splitting the one single day into like three different drop dates and they split the official um, list of releases between them to kind of help generate business and just bring people together at a time when things kind of just seem really scary and uncertain. I swear 2020 is like a fever dream because what was that? Like, really? (laughs) Anyways. Record Store Day is um, celebrating its 15th anniversary and is continuing to do like really big things. They have a website if you want to support the organization. On there you can find merch, a list of participating stores, or even contact them if you would like more info. Record Store Day is currently managed by Michael Kurtz and Carrie Collington in coordination with Andrea Pascoe and Eric Levin. If you would like to support some local record stores in South Carolina, I suggest Horizon Records in Greenville, South Carolina, Rainbow Records in Anderson, South Carolina, and Drip located in Columbia, South Carolina. There are many more, but these are just the ones that I have been to like I have been an avid customer in and I just know that the service is always going to be good in those areas. So definitely explore around, find a record store that you love and support them. Buy a T-shirt, buy a poster, buy something. <laughs> in other news, Ma- comedian Martin Lawrence was awarded the 2753rd Hollywood Walk um, Hollywood Walk of Fame um, on April 20th. Martin Lawrence is a comedian movie star. He's known for his stand-up such as You So Crazy, as well as hosting Def Comedy Jam, um, being responsible in introducing the most popular and influential comedians we know today. Um, His long-running series uh, Martin, that was in the 90s, and several big box office movies such as Big Mama's House and Bad Boys. I'm truly happy that he's finally getting his flowers. He deserves it. And he's played a huge role as a pop culture icon. Um, Most of us just grew up with his work over the past 30 years. And people quote his past work like on a daily. Like it's part of the zeitgeist of just pop culture. Especially like um, the black culture. Um, Just his jokes, his style, the way he acts is just amazing um so i just hope that he continues to do really great stuff in the future moving on so i found out why we haven't gotten a mona leo album yet it turns out mona leo is pregnant with her first child with rapper stunna for vegas I'm, very, I'm super happy for her, but I'm not going to lie. I am a little sad because I was hoping that we was going to do, like, ratchet stuff together this summer. And now my girl is out the game for a little bit. So, you know, I saw the maternity photos on her Instagram page, and she did. She just looked so lovely. And she had a song called Misunderstood that seems to be a tribute to her newfound motherhood and unborn baby. Um, She looks absolutely stunning, and so I'm just praying for a safe birth, and congrats to the parents-to-be. On to some, like, single releases. Um, So, has anybody heard the Freaky T remix with Lotto yet? Because if so, can y'all tell me, like, what y'all think? Because to be honest, I don't really like it that much, mainly because of Lotto's um, verse. It's fine, but I guess, you know, played next to Tia Corinne's verse, you know, it's just okay. And it, she does add a more freakier vibe to the song, um, but that's really about it. And I mean, I'm not trying to hop on the Lotto hate train or anything like that, but I just don't think she was a... Great fit for this song as a collab thing, but the music video, like they looked like they had a lot of fun and it was really cute and stuff like that. So um, honestly, it might be just one of those songs that does not work without the music video included. So that that says a lot to me. Um, t- but to be honest. I'd rather just listen to the original. So I did not put this on my playlist. Um, And honestly, I would probably rather listen to the various like mashups and verses from other people on TikTok. Um, Because like I said, I think this remix, it was just okay, but it didn't really give what it was supposed to give. This single has had me in a literal chokehold okay no more lies by thundercat and tame impala woo child this song is what i like to call buttery it's smooth funky rich and it hits the right spot when you put it on toast or biscuits it just it just makes you do that stank face when you listen to it um, this song is just a great combo of Tame Impala's like psych rock style mixed with Thundercats like funky jazzy style. And together it's just a really wonderful song about just being awkward in dating. It's very humorous. It's a little self-depreciating. But um, these subjects are brought up in a way that's covered by the smoothness of the music itself. Um, it's a really great listen. So I highly do recommend it. I, I put this on. <laughs> I put this on my list like the first time it popped up on Spotify. I was like, yes, yes. All, give me all the buttery. Give me all the buttery vocals. Give me all the buttery instrumentation. I want them to do more stuff together, okay? Because like, what? Like, I've been playing this song like every freaking day um, since it came out. So that should tell you something. So check this song out, okay? You will not be disappointed. Let's get into this album review. Now, this one's going to be a little different because I am strictly going off of my notes, strictly off of my notes. Like I have nothing written down. I'm going straight off the cuff. Um, Because I have been (laughs) ill-prepared. My fault there. Should have planned ahead. But we're going to do the best we can here. So (laughs) I hope y'all enjoyed this review regardless of my disorganization and my procrastination. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about Return to the 36 Chambers. The Dirty Version by the old Dirty Bastard aka the ODB um one of the many 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 members (laughs) of the Wu-Tang Clan with a famous uh hip-hop group from the 90s um they have a whole show on Hulu now I have not finished that series I meant to but um I have my own critiques about that show but I'm a huge Wu-Tang Clan fan I Look, Ghostface Killer, Method Man, uh, RZA, ODB, all of them. Just all of them are great. <laughs> um, so I'm just a really huge fan, and I especially love Old Dirty Bastard and just the type of rapper he is. So we're gonna just right, jump right into it. Return to the 36 Chambers, the Dirty Version, was released March 28th, 1995. It runs about a little over an hour. Um, The label is Electric Records, and the producers on this are The RZA, of course, ODB, and their affiliates True Master and Fourth Discipline. The album was actually nominated for Best Rap Album at the 1996 Grammy Awards. It peaked at number seven on the Billboard um, 200 and number two on the Top R&B and Hip-Hop Albums chart. Um back then um and just a couple years ago back on March 26 2019 it went certified platinum in sales according to by the RIAA or the Recording Industry Association of America so that's just a few little key facts right there um there's about 17 songs on this track Excuse me, on this album, two of them are bonus tracks, which I didn't know. Um, Initially, the old reviews for this album said it was just 15 tracks. Um, But there are two bonus tracks on this album, such as Harlem World and Dirty Dancing. Um, So my relationship with this album is that before now... I had listened to the album once a couple years ago. I had got curious. And so I had decided to listen to the return to the 36 Chambers. And back then, I guess I was not tuned in. So I didn't really like it the first time around. I was like, what is this? This doesn't make any sense. You know, X, Y, Z. You know, he sounds like this. He sounds like that. And I was kind of talking a little bit of trash about it. I just... I don't know, and I think it was just because, like, I just was not tuned in like I was supposed to be. I should have just, like, sat down with it and listened to it. Um, But at the time, I think I was listening to it while I was working or whatever, so I was not paying attention to it. And honestly, I did this album a disservice back then. But I went back and I listened to it very um, recently over the last couple of months, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, what was I on? What what was I doing? Because honestly, and I'm going to go full on just what I feel like this album sounds like to me. This album sounds like you and ODB. Yes, we're doing a Wattpad fan fiction out here. <laughs> we're doing a Tumblr stories out here. But this album to me sounds like you. And ODB was just supposed to go around the corner to get some 40s and somehow, some way, y'all wind up getting into a battle royale with the entire city because of something ODB did. I don't know what he did, but he did something and it pissed off a lot of people and like now he's rap battling and kung fu fighting everybody in the city and unfortunately you was not ready for the ride so you get knocked in the head a couple of times (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my goodness oh man i'm sorry i'm sorry for that that was that was a lot but in all seriousness, this is what this album really sounds like to me. Um, and of course, you know, like Wu Tang, or is heavily influenced by old kung fu movies and stuff like that. So in my head, I was kind of, I was kind of imagining like this sort of anime boondocks version of this entire album. Like, I wish somebody would make this album into an anime. I would watch it because I know it would be off the charts. Okay, get whoever did. Um, did afro samurai and whoever did um all the animations for the boondocks get them people together to make 36 chambers return to 36 chambers a whole anime series out here okay i will watch it okay that's how good that i think this album is and so i was just kind of imagining this scenario where he's getting into these drunken rap battles with like other people And meanwhile, he's also, like, fighting them off with, like, his samurai sword and and stuff like that. Like, I had a whole thing in my head. So that should tell you something. (laughs) But the, his rap style, like, he never takes himself too seriously. And what's crazy, too, is that I look back um, to see who wrote the lyrics and stuff like that. And um, he did have help. But for the most part, he wrote all his lyrics. Like, he's credited in all of his stuff. So he did write all his own stuff. I think he also freestyled a lot of stuff as well. So um, he never took himself too seriously. But he has a lot of fun with the lyrics. And they just kind of jump like one from another to another. The production is really great. By um, everybody that was involved. ODB, RZA, um, and the rest of them. Um, the tracks kind of segue in seamlessly from track to track. And it sort of just all the songs are kind of brought together in kind of like this medley at the end, which is like really cool. Um, I really did enjoy that. Also, ODB has kind of like this sort of, affection and love um for r&b and soul artists especially like marvin gaye and james brown and he makes mentions of them like a few times during the album and stuff like that so he definitely does admire that like you'll see like the video for like shimmy shimmy Ya" whatever and he like takes a little bit of like homage to like soul train and stuff like that so he he really kind of embodies like that old school appreciation you know and kind of merges it with this new different crazy hip-hop style that is just really cool and just kind of going back to the production a little bit the ODB's kind of drunken rapping style and that's what i like to call his style it's like this you know drunken boxing like, ODB has, like, a drunken rapping style. It's just kind of, like, all over the place. But for some reason, it always manages to hit its marks the way it's supposed to. And, like, there's just nobody like him since. Like, I don't think so. But it's kind of mixed with uh, Riz's kind of down-tempo, dark, moody beats that he makes for um, the album it kind of paints a gritty kind of upside down version of new york um slash brooklyn that is like and i can again i'm saying oh it's really cool it's really cool but no it's like really cool you know (laughs) oh my gosh i am fluffing this up but we're gonna go with it babe but it's really interesting how there's sort of like you really, the way that ODB does his lyrics, and the way that the beats sound, like I said, you start to imagine this sort of slanted world that ODB is seeing, and he does a really good job of painting that picture, like giving you that visual, and you find yourself kind of immersed in this gritty, you know, crazy, humus world that he sees, and like I said, it's just really interesting. It's like a Picasso paint in it, but like with graffiti mixed all up in it. <laughs> so I just want to go a little more in depth. I really want to go into just like all of my favorite songs and just the songs that I didn't too much care for. My favorite songs from this album is uh, Shimmy Shimmy Yah, uh Baby Come On, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Zoo. Hippa to the Hoppa, rawhide. Protect your neck to the zoo and cutting heads. I think personally, "Shimmy Shimmy Ya" is um so it's the like the second track on this album um after the intro, which but "Shimmy Shimmy Ya" is like a great start off to the album. It's just really off kilter. It's funky. Um, and it's just kind of like got this pounding sound. Um, it's just got this really balls to the wall style that was, uh, just really, really interesting. And honestly, Shimmy Shimmy yah um, is a great way to basically just describe ODB style overall. Like I said, I mentioned kind of like he's this drunken boxing. Shimmy Shimmy yah is like another great description of that. Where he's just kind of like, yeah, it's whatever I want it to be, and you're going to listen. That's what it is. and Because it's like, what really is a shimmy shimmy, y'all? Like, that's never explained at all. I just feel like it was just made up off the cuff. And he said, I'm going to make that a thing, and he just does. So, again, like, that's just kind of a great example of just that off-kilter, just off-the-wall style that I really do like about ODB. I absolutely adore it. Also, the track Brooklyn Zoo. Brooklyn Zoo actually holds a very special place in my heart. And the reason why Brooklyn Zoo holds a special place in my heart is because way back when, when I was, I didn't have like, you know, an iPod. I had an old MP3 player or whatever. And I would burn like CDs to the computer and then put it on the MP3 player. That's how I did it. Yes, even like in the like 2009s, 2010s, I was doing that crap. But (laughs) but I specifically remember like my parents had a whole bunch of CDs or whatever. They just bought them in bulk or whatever, and they was just kind of all in a Ziploc bag. And one of them was just like a compilation CD of like rap songs. And Brooklyn Zoo was on there. And it became my favorite because of just ODB's crazy style and how gritty like the song was. It was just like very kind of had this dangerous kind of doomy sound to it that I really like. And I could tell that it was the clean version. So obviously this must have came back. This must have came out like in the like 90s or 2000s where for whatever reason there was like this crazy amount of like weird censoring with rap music especially but anyways um I just remember enjoying the clean version of Brooklyn Zoo so when I heard the explicit version of it I was like oh that's what that was supposed to be in there for you know but um honestly if you go and listen to that clean version it's not half bad like I said the they do a great job with the censoring with that one just by replacing like whatever he said with what it's supposed to be like if he like supposed to like cock the gun or whatever like you would just hear the gun clicking or whatever so um the censoring was pretty cool on that clean version but the explicit version is just as good. I don't have any issues with it. I actually like it. And I am just want to take this little piece that is my favorite part of the song. Like I usually don't just like pick lyrics out of songs or whatever. Because I just don't be going into a lot of the details whenever I do these reviews and stuff like that. But I have got to talk about this line. This line is hilarious. So he goes... As I create rhymes good as tasty cakes makes, this style I'm mastered in, niggas catching headaches, what, what, you need aspirin, this type of pain you couldn't even kill with Mitol. F around and get sprayed with Lysol, in your face like a can of mace, baby, is it burning, well F it, now you're learning, how I don't even, (laughs) how, I don't even like your motherfucking profile, give me my fucking shit, blow. So, (laughs) listen, (laughs) the whole thing is just hilarious to me. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, he's rapping and stuff like that. And then finally, he just decides, oh, I don't like your face. So let me just, (laughs) let me just take you out. Like, that's, it was just, like I said, it's just really off kilter. And it was just like my favorite, it's like my favorite line. Like usually, if I'm singing this song, this is the this is the stanza that I am repeating because it's just absolutely li- hilarious. Like, real quick, I'm just going to go over kind of my critiques with this album. Like I said, um, you can completely skip. You can completely just skip the intro because like it's just a whole skit, and then you just kind of jump right into shimmy shimmy, ya. Yeah. Um, one of the songs that I honestly will just recommend that you can skip is "Don't You Know." Don't You Know is just kind of like it's it's a it's explicit, very explicit sex song. Um, it's just really gross. I hate it. It's it does ODB does way too much. Honestly, I don't even know why they even put this on the album. Really, I just did not. I did not like it. But what I did like actually was that very tiny beginning of the skit or whatever where um where he sort of has this like self depreciating um skit where this girl is basically talking to her friend and she's like, "Oh, you see him over there, and it's obviously I think she's supposed to be talking about o d b or whatever and her friend's like yeah i see him and she's like well you know that's my type of whatever he he does he that he cute whatever da, da, da. and the friend is like girl where <laughs> she's like girl i don't see it like you must be blind is you okay sis because like he looked dirty and trifling and and the girl's like man whatever beauty and beauty is in the eyes of the beholder like you just ain't seeing it like me Like I. I like him like that, this, that, and the third. And all I'm just imagining is like ODB like across the street, like picking his nose or something. Then it's like looking over at the girl. She's like waving. The prince is like, "Girl, what? Like, girl, stop. What are you doing?" (laughs) Like, it was so funny. And I think also in the song, he kind of, he kind of says basically like, "Look." You know, a lot of these guys like to try to sit up there and say, oh, you know, they like those, like, those very pretty put-together girls. But he was kind of explaining that he liked his roundaway girls. He love his ghetto girls. He loves his, you know, he likes the girls with that be having their hair nails done and stuff like that. Like, he's not super into very superficial girly girls. Like, he likes his roundaway girls um he likes girls that are more like himself where they don't they can get down like they nasty they do whatever he wants to do and he'll do whatever they want to do and stuff like that so i thought that was really cool that he he said that and that he felt that way but i also like that like i said he just never like takes himself too seriously like he's like yeah i know i'm not the best looking girl but somebody finds me attractive and and he just makes a whole skit about it i thought it was funny so that's the only thing i do like about the song the rest of the song could kick rocks i'm sorry i just don't like it also the other track um drunk game um sweet sugar pie um that's kind of a humorous kind of r&b track um but that one to me is totally skippable as well i i don't care for it but I think he just wanted to do another kind of funny kind of skit song or whatever. Kind of this half-songy, half-rapping bit to it. Um, But honestly, it's just kind of, to me, it's kind of long and drawn out. It just doesn't need to be there. But it is a great display of his humor. So if you really... If you're really curious to hear it, then definitely listen to it. But honestly, I would totally just kind of skip it. But I think it was just kind of one of those homage songs where he just kind of, like, praises, like, his favorite, like, R&B singers of the time or whatever. And he kind of just tries to emulate it in a very uh, funny and weird way. But I didn't like it. I totally skipped this track. Um, The other criticism, like I said, the other criticisms that I do have For it is that honestly, you can do without the bonus tracks. Like the last two songs on the album that's supposed to make it is 17 tracks went over its original 15. Honestly, you can skip them because, like I because when I was listening to this album, like towards the end, it drags on, and I'm like, I could have done without these last two tracks. So that's my opinion on that one. Also, to some of the skips, it skips, like I said, they're just long and drawn out. They don't always make sense. They just kind of like, like in one of the songs, I think it was in Damage. Yeah, it was Damage. And he just starts making mouth noises or whatever. He's like, hey, remember when we was kids and we used to see how long we could make these sort of mouth noises or whatever? And he starts making this grudge sound or whatever. And he just keeps going until finally he starts rapping. It's like two minutes long, but it just, it just drawn out so long. And you're like, okay, all right, thank you. So I don't too much care for that one. Um like I said it does drag on towards the end so I say like I could have done without the last two bonus tracks but if you want to listen to the extra tracks go right ahead sis or brother <laughs> um also um I believe is I believe is like blurred out or whatever but I can clearly tell that the f word was probably used a few times so if you're like sensitive to that you're um I have I didn't hear it on the on the explicit version so it must have been scrubbed out somehow um but I could clearly tell like the f-word was probably used a few times so um if you're sensitive to that kind of thing like then don't um I forgot which tracks that they kind of fall in um, but you can kind of just skip those if you want to I don't too much care for that term at all Actually, I think it's really terrible But I don't know what it was about the 90s Where they just love throwing the F word around So um, I don't too much care for the uses of that um, And I don't, you know, I can't really mess with anybody That also says the word themselves um, Like, no <laughs> Yeah, off limits Therefore, it is is off limits, baby um but that's really just my only criticisms with this album this is a really good album like I said it's um it's got like 10 I think it's got like 17 tracks and I liked more than 10 of them so I do recommend that y'all check this album out because it really is an adventure you are transported into like I said this sort of slanted upside down gritty moody dark kind of world that odb is seeing but it's also like really just humorous and kind of funny at times and you will also just enjoy some of the lyrics and just kind of like how he bounces around from subject to subject and stuff like that i like that he sort of issues a challenge you know what i'm saying like throughout like you know how kind of like in rap music Everybody's like, yeah, I'm the best rapper, this that and the third, blah blah blah. You know, I, I do this and I do that and the, the, the whatever. But in with ODB and the 36 chambers, he's like, I'm issuing a challenge. I'm gonna say what I gotta say, and then I wanna hear he actually genuinely is inviting this challenge to happen. ODB not only sat up there and was like, hey. I'm a great rapper out here, but I want to see what you got, too. So I really do enjoy that. Um, And honestly, from what my research and stuff like that, he was just a really genuinely sweet and uh, sweet guy. He had his issues, unfortunately, and that caused him to have like a very, you know, his life to end at a very early age um, but his kids still survive on his legacy still survives on and stuff like that and he's still a very much appreciated rap artist because of not only his music but his style and the way he sort of kind of lived his life in a way and kind of just like all the random stuff he would do like jumping up on award show stages and being like hey Wu-Tang is for the kids and he's just a completely quotable person and stuff like that he's very unique he has a very unique style and to those that actually got to meet odb they say that he was just the coolest guy and that is the version of him that i want to remember and i want to praise and just say hey y'all gotta check this crazy mofo out um because like there's like i said this sort of calculated chaos to his work. Like there's a method to his madness. So he was very much self-aware, like he wasn't just like, "Oh, I'm just this crazy mofo out here da 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 whatever." Like, no, there was a method to his madness. So I recommend this album um out of the 17 tracks, I liked um about 12 of the tracks on there, so Um, I do recommend that you add it into your playlist and checking it out. Tell me what you think. Let me know. And that concludes today's album review. Hey, everybody. This concludes this this off-scripted episode of That's My Jam podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And again, I'm sorry that this episode is late and just off-scripted. This is not my normal style. If you like to listen to any of the previous episodes of That's My Jam podcast, you can go to Apple Music or Spotify. I update every um, every weekend. So you might find it on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, but it's gonna be uploaded, baby. Alright? <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, complaints, whatever it is, you can go to that's my jam203 at gmail.com with any of that. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you like this unscripted version. If not, I will go back to sounding like a robot if you want to. If you hear any jingling bells, that is my cat being super annoying right now. (laughs) I feel like it's this episode of MTV Raps where they showed up at like Redman or is it Method Man's? It was Redman's place or whatever. And like... They just showed up and, like, he had nothing. But nevertheless, I hope you got a gag out of it. With that being said, thank you for joining me. This has been the Dash My Gem podcast. I'm your host, Tammy with a Y saying, keep on rocking and show stopping. Bye, y'all.